everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. I am in the podcast studio with today's Devo writer, Mrs. Antoinette Davis. Glad to be here with you. This will be fun. I'm so glad you're here, Antoinette. And I'm very glad that this is not our first time meeting because you walked up to find me um, dressed in an interesting outfit (laughs) because I lost Watermark March Madness and am wearing, how would you describe this hat? Um. Well, not not your first choice of things you would put on <laughs> no, in the morning. Maybe. <laughs> You're looking dark, very yes. dark today. Um, because I am serving our staff on the valet team all day today. So I'm wearing a lot of black. With is, a hat that says that you're on the valet team, so yes, we all know it. With a skull on it. <laughs> so uh, Antoinette and I, we know each other because of women's Bible study. But for those who don't know you, would you share just a little bit about how you came to know the Lord? And then fast forward, what's God doing in your life today? Sure. I um, I had a long journey to come to know the Lord. I really met Him um, as a child and thought I knew Him and thought I was a believer, um, but went through life really through my teens and in college, um, kind of defining my own version of who God was and what He was asking me to do. So I had a very a faith that I really created myself. Mm. Um, married a believer and um, got into some good teaching churches. And really, I was in my early 30s when God kind of um, opened those eyes, took the scales off my eyes, and helped really convict me that I had been doing it my way. And it, it had been a false form of faith in Him. It was an easy faith because I got to decide everything, mm-hmm. and there was a lot of gray there. I just had trouble accepting some of the harder things. But since that time, He's just been gracious to teach me. You know, the Scripture that tells us the Holy Spirit really will help us understand if we will just lean in Him. And so I've had just a great walk since then. Um, Barry and I have been at Watermark for about 18 years. We came when our girls were in middle school because they wanted to be a part part of the middle school, high school oh, wow. program. And so they brought us, and we've just loved it, and we've grown here. So I have two adult daughters, both are married, and four grandsons, ages three and under. So it is busy I bet. Um, in our lives, but in a great way. And you serve in women's Bible study? I do. I serve in women's Bible study on that team on Wednesday mornings. Just a great place to dive into what God is teaching me and learn from other women and just really grow and be encouraged and spurred on there. I love it. I love it. Well, we have a beast of a chapter. Mm-hmm. How did you end up with numbers five? You no, know, I was not asked to pick a chapter. <laughs> I was just assigned one. And that's kind of a dangerous thing I've learned. Um, if you don't <laughs> ask the right questions, you might get something that's going to be a little bit challenging, but it was actually fun. And I love what God is teaching the Israelites um, through what happens in this chapter. Why don't you set it up for us? Okay. What, are, what are we looking at? Well, you know, the Israelites have come out of Egypt, and God is dwelling among them, and He has to deal with sin in the camp. You know, I can imagine being with a bunch of people, tired, have had a long journey away from home, mm-hmm. and emotions are high, and people are struggling with a new way of life and a new way to live and unsure about the future. And there was just a lot of sin in the camp, mm-hmm. and God being holy 
as he is today, requires us to deal with that sin in some way. And so he lays down in chapter 5 the first of a series of kind of ways to live pure lives, calling them to live pure lives and telling them how to do it. That's a great setup, Antoinette, and I think that's really, really helpful. As you look at this first uh, address of the unholiness within the camp, what, what stands out? What observations do you make? Or what do you notice? Well, I think he deals with a couple things. He, he's talking about ceremonial cleansing, like being clean physically and for the ceremonies. He talks about reconciling personal relationships. So he's talking about being clean and how you treat and deal with others. And then he ta- he addresses accusations and how to deal with accusations, and specifically women and adultery um, in this case. But it kind of covers the gamut, you know, the outside of the body the inside and how we treat each other. And then when we falsely accuse someone or accurately accuse them, I guess, um, how that can be dealt with. And so he kind of covers a whole slew of things in this chapter. A widespread. Mm -hmm. uh, What what does it look like to live differently because of of what we as New Testament or New Covenant believers read in Numbers 5? Yeah, I think, you know, he is telling us, or or my takeaway here was he is telling us that we need to deal with our sin, Mm. that that if it's hidden, he can see it. The, The woman who is accused of committing adultery, he's the one in this chapter that decides whether they're guilty or not, mm. not the community, that if they're dirty on the outside, if they need that ceremonial cleansing, that the community helps them see that and mm. gets them clean. And then the personal part that people acknowledge, confess, reconcile, um, it's all the things that we teach about getting right with others mm. and doing the right thing. So it's it's a personal accountability for sin and dealing with it on an ongoing basis. It's not a one-time and you're done, but yeah, it's we don't. Out- we don't outgrow the need to to be accountable for our sin and to evaluate. Right. right. Even today with Christ, mm-hmm. um, we, we're still—we need to confess, acknowledge, mm-hmm. confess, reconcile, apologize. Um, all of those things are things He lays out here mm-hmm. that we continue to need today. Right. As ministers of reconciliation, it's part of our identity. It's, that's so good, Antoinette. I want to—before uh, we close— Zoom in on the the latter half of this chapter, the test for adultery. I know those who are following along in the journal, there's a note at the bottom that we're going to talk about it. And we did a little, but is there anything else you'd add to our understanding of, of this part of the passage specifically regarding adultery? Yeah, I think, you know, when you think about back in at this time, a woman who was accused of something really had no um, pathway for justice mm. in a sense. And um, so God's given a protection really for women in, in my eyes that he's the judge here. So they give her this That's potion good. made with water and with dirt, but he's the one that knows her heart. And he's the one that's going to produce either the reaction to this drink she's had mm-hmm. or not. It is him. And so it's just a reminder that he is our judge, that, you know, to never assume someone accused or not accused has done anything, but he is the only one that really knows the truth. And I think it's a sweet provision, protection for women at that time. I think you're exactly right. I don't have anything to add to that. I thought that was a great explanation, Antoinette, and and a good reminder for us today, uh, even still, that the Lord 
is the ultimate judge and we can be quick to want to put ourselves in that in that position. I know for me personally, I'm really quick to think that I know best or I know what's right, even in the smallest scenarios. But the truth that God is judge extends to the small scenarios and yeah. the big ones. For all of us. All of us, yeah. So thank you for being here and sharing. I appreciate your faithful study of a, a difficult chapter. We can call it what it is. Any final thoughts or you feel good? No, I think this is just a great example of something that looks really hard, has mm. some really beautiful lessons when you dive in yeah. and really understand God's Definitely, heart yes. and what he was trying to do. Yes, you're right. Well, as always, thank you for being here. And I am so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.